Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Hi, I'm Emery, the host of the Wannabe podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. This week, I'm joined by brand and marketing expert, Prisca Moyesa. Remember, we are going live on Saturday, June 2nd for the Brand Builders Masterclass. We'll be sharing all of our growth secrets, how we launch successful video and podcast content, how you can get paid for your ideas, and how we juggle social media with our J-O-Bs. Visit wannabelive.eventbrite.co.uk. This week, you voted for doing less for more. Prisca and I cover whether it's realistic to do less and gain more. We share our method of prioritizing and what's on our to-do lists, delegating versus DIY, and most importantly, how you can increase your rates without increasing your workload. This is a good one. Let's go. Hi, Prisca. How are you? Hi, Imri. I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm feeling very jazzed. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz hats. No one can see you I'll doing do this it. Way. I don't know how this to do it. This is spirit fingers. What's spirit fingers? Have you not the watched them? Um, bring, bring it, it on. on. Yeah. yeah. Not like this. Like this. They were the same hands. Like he did the same thing. I was like, sir. Wasn't that the joke? Yeah. I get, yeah. Oh, that was such a Gabriel Union just. So anyway, this week's topic. We are here to talk about doing less for more. <laughs> 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 who chose yeah. this the public the, the public um they voted for that even though i really wanted to talk about books that i like <laughs> maybe the next month we should pick our own we should yeah let's pick one our day own. We for the last it's our last one of season one no it is isn't it oh sh- i told you july shimmy shimmy yow <laughs> shimmy yow we've got june and then okay, we've got so july july we'll pick our last maybe for the last one we'll release the live okay So then June would be the last one. Okay. Okay. That way we, we can do something. But yes, doing less or more. You guys like to pick hard subjects for people that struggle with things. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel personally afflicted by this choice. So is it realistic? Can you do less things and gain more? Shall I tell you why that is realistic? Because it on, happens. Um, there are people that work for companies that get paid a lot of money. <laughs> Can I swear on this? Yeah. That do jack shit. <laughs> I, some, that, when I saw the title, I was like, I'm just thinking of some C-suite manager that just delegates do, all the work. They do fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> and they get paid a lot of money. So yes, however, 
the level that you do less? Now that's the question. Yeah, I would say in especially in that particular example, those individuals tend to have more responsibility. So mm-hmm. if they are doing less and um, their team isn't picking up that more, uh, things can go terribly wrong and it actually will fall on their head. So the responsibility may go up, yeah. and but the actual workload goes down. Um, in other examples, like if you're building for yourself. Okay. Uh, or you're freelancing, you're consulting, and or you're just generally self-employed, so you are basically responsible for your own output. Uh, can you input less and gain more? I mean, I would love to meet the person that's mastered that. Um, again, I would love to meet the person that's mastered <laughs> that. Uh, when you're freelancing, there's either two things you could do that's smart. Not smart, there's either two options. First option is what what happens to most of us is we do a lot for less yeah or we get what we what we we get what we consider a lot in comparison to what we've had before but so we're okay with doing more because it's like i've done more than this for, for less. less yeah yeah or you can get be you could get paid a lot of money and then outsource some of the work for much less so that you're making more Nice. So definitely it's possible. Yeah. We j- we haven't done it. Yeah. But no, no, no. <laughs> those, no are the, those are the possibilities. Um. <laughs> and I enjoy what I do. I do marketing, so I enjoy it. So I enjoy, I do more by default because I, I, I get so enthralled with the process. Like it's, yeah. it, you know, when the work excites you that you're like, oh, I can do this, this I did. Da, da, da. Yeah. So you, I end up having to double back like I end up having double down sorry end up having to tell myself no need to do I need to not give all of this to the to the client because I've done more than they've even asked for yeah um so it's very rare but those two options that I gave they're strategic ways of doing less for more I agree I think the only time the only time I've ever done well less for more it's so really like I'm so used to saying doing more for less because <laughs> um, <laughs> like supermarkets like everything tells you that yeah. you should be getting more stuff for yeah you should get more for less and yet but you want to do less as, yeah it's a very confusing mindset <laughs> but I don't think I've ever actually had like a proper proper time I'd say only when I feel like I've charged my appropriate rate yeah to do the work that i uh, the work at its value so mm. uh it's, i know what i'm worth and when i have charged myself charged at that rate i genuinely feel like i'm not not that i'm necessarily doing less because i don't want it to seem like i do less work yeah. and you're uh, you're underpaid like you're overpaying me you're paying me appropriately but i feel like i'm doing the appropriate amount of work for that uh whereas there's been other times where someone would require me to do probably the same amount of work at less value yeah so um and it's my bad for saying yes to that amount anyway but for the equivalent amount of work. So I always feel like in that scenario, it's kind of when we were talking about building your team and not paying people mm. at a fair rate. Like I feel way less excited about the work. Um, I don't want to put my all into it per yeah. se, cause I'm paying, you're paying me less money than what I know this is worth. And I know mm-hmm. it's worth that, that my day rate, for example, or my regular day rate. So I find that like in that situation, I always end up feeling like I'm doing more. And I'm right. not getting, I'm, I'm, I'm doing more and I'm not getting more. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just doing more for less. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that 
that's where I sit on that. You know, what I've had I in my old one of my old jobs. Yeah, I was definitely getting paid more to do less. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually yeah. So it's yeah. When yeah. you think back on it, there's probably been times where you're like, you gave me this and I did nothing. Like great. <laughs> and the more you, the more you do something, the the quicker you get at it as well. Fair. So then eventually you're thinking this thing that took me the whole day to do is takes me half a day. And if you spread that across a full day with a full work day, you are doing less for more. That's true. So that is a really good point. Um, there are some things that I know I'm just really good at. And yeah. so I will happily. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I will How happily, much? Yeah. Yes. That's fine. I will spread that out <laughs> across the day. Yeah. Um, but the output's the same. The result is going to be the same. Um, I wanted to read a quote by Warren Buffett real quick about this very subject. My um, guy. Do you like, do you like I him? like his money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like how much money. He's a good, I like business people. I, I do. He said, um, the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. I get what he means. I hear that. I am guilty of saying yes often. Mm-hmm. I'm getting better at saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, but the key thing to doing more for doing less for more is that you have to prioritize what you're doing and say no to opportunities that either do not pay you mm-hmm. um, or do not will not reap long term benefits. So. I tend to say yes to things that I think will either lead to more exposure or I'm going to be in a room with people that I actually want to meet or connect with. I've got something to say about who you know. And somebody um, who I respect very dearly said this to me. He was like, I was like, yeah. One time I was complaining about, yeah, like your network is your net worth. And and as much as I believe that your network helps, he was like, yeah, but those people needed a huge network because their work wasn't good. And I was like, mic drop, <laughs> mic drop, <laughs> which Ooh. is which is something I just wanted to slide in there um, to all my freelancers out there, which means just work hard and be very, 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 very good at what you do that you can say no to things because you're so good at what you do and all the great things that aligns with what you want will come to you. I'm still triggered off the, <laughs> the work's not good. He's a very wise man. You, you know, know what? That's not man. even that isn't even a lie. I, a lot of hot mediocrity passes through doors because people just happen to know someone. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah, I guess that's like the whole argument around meritocracy. Um, I wanted to talk about our to do lists of things <laughs> if we have them. I know I you do have, have one actually. I know you have things. <laughs> <laughs> There's like twelve things on it at the moment. Wow. And I've done 0.5. Okay, well, <laughs> was what was recording this one of those things? No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, this, why did I say this is that many times? Um, <laughs> this is natural. So, like, it's in the calendar. It has to be done. So it's not a to-do. It's like, it's, it's done. See, already. that's an interesting method because you've got things like, like you said, it's like, it, it has to be done. Yeah. Versus things on the to-do list, which I guess what you ain't gonna die if they don't get done type five is that how you prioritize your list not that i'm not gonna die but i could find myself doing it sub subconsciously in a different way that doing it how doing it how it's written isn't gonna yeah it's not that deep but 
these are things that if I do would help help something. Okay. That doesn't even make sense. No. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm any clearer on your process than, than I was before. <laughs> I basically I need to do them. I have a to-do list of things that do that should get done. Okay. Um that should get done. And my calendar is what has to be done. Okay. Okay. So you have yeah. the calendar which is yeah. these are my things that yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> One way or the other they're getting done. And then the other side is the to-do list which kind of either enhance or complement what we needs go. to be done. There we go. Cool. There we go. Um I had to adopt a system that works because I'm really disorganized. You, I said I was a ball of chaos and you told me I wasn't. I'm like, I actually am. People don't understand how disorganized I am in life. I keep things in my head. <laughs> so roughly I know I'm doing something today. I just won't know what it is and I'll mm. forget. Um, but I just know like something's happening on Saturday. That is literally how I live my life. <laughs> something is happening on that day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now I have a calendar which my assistant updates for me with recordings. Like one thing I cannot afford to forget it's recording. Yeah, you cannot. Um, so my own personal calendar or to-do list is now um something I do manually because I tried to bullet journal and various other journaling systems and they don't work for me. But it is the um is it like the rock, the pebbles, and the sand method? So you know there's that that professor that says he held up like a bag of sand, a bag of pebbles, oh, and yeah. a bag of big rocks, and he's like, Do you think all of these things can fit in the jar? And they were like, How would you put them in? And then people were like, Oh, put the sand in first and put the and then like, yeah. it didn't work. So um the big pebbles are like the must-haves, the must-dos. Um, these are the things that are unavoidable. I have a meeting. I have to show yeah. up for that meeting. I have got to go to my freelance job on yeah. this day. Um, so these are the unavoidable, kind of like what you said with your diary. Those all go in first. I have like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all laid out. And then all the big things go in. And then the pebbles are like, where, what time do I have? These are kind of like not massive. They're not the priorities, but they are things that probably should get done this week. Yeah. Um, if I don't send that invoice, I ain't getting paid. So I have to send the invoice. Um, things like, oh, if I, I need to make this particular website live or this page live or this blog post needs to go up. And then you've got like the sand, which is, I should probably go to the gym, which is not a priority for me personally. So it better be. No, it ain't. And it won't. <laughs> it ain't. It ain't. <laughs> she said it, it ain't. ain't. Um, or me posting to Instagram, which also funnily enough is not a priority to me. Um, so things like posting yeah. on socials. That's so, on my to-do list, like posting on the page and it's like an article. But yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to die if that doesn't happen and nothing yeah. massively will my business will not implode if I do not do that thing. So the right. sand is kind of like the last thing. If there's room in the calendar, then I'll be like, oh, okay, now I can fit in. I can post on this day or I can schedule some stuff to exactly. go out. So that's kind of how I've been prioritizing. And that's helped me because basically the whole idea is that you brain dump everything that you think you need to do yeah. anyway. On your to-do list, yeah. And then you start prioritizing it. Exactly. In priorities, slightly less priorities and then things that I would just like to achieve that week. Yeah. Um, and that's really massive. It's massively, massively helped me. It is. It is helpful. Figure out my week um, yeah. and just really look at like, oh, I, it felt like so many times I've done it when I actually do remember to do it. I'm like, wow, I felt like I had a lot to go, go on going on this week or like I didn't have any time. And what you do find is that there is more time than you are aware of. Yeah. Um, and actually, if you follow it, I've managed to like get like work done that I didn't know I could have gotten done. So mm. it is very, very useful in that regard. 
This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Um, do you... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Do you like to delegate or do you prefer to do it yourself? Oh my gosh, delegating is hard. It is, isn't it? It's so hard. Control freaks, that's And I am a perfectionist. Mm, Like, I say it and my words make it sound light. (laughs) I have issues. Like, I have issues. I'm scared. Like, I will zoom up a video and I'd be like, "Mm, that looks a little bit pixelated. But in reality, it's probably okay. Wow. Like, I am a perfectionist. So I know that if I do it, the standards are on point because it's it's my standards, you did it. and I know that if I delegate it, it might it may not be to my standard. And then when I want to give feedback, I'm gonna be like, "This isn't how it this is yeah. how it should be," and that person may not receive it well because no one re- no one really likes being, being told when they yeah. yeah no one likes being criticized. Let's be real. Um, and I've learned over the years to be better at it and criticize. Um, always when you do criticize make sure that you offer an alternative one thing I learned that eases it however no one really like people don't really like it <laughs> um, so it's hard it's 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 difficult and I have to delegate five days a week Monday to Friday um, and yeah it's a challenge it's, it's how are you it's overcoming challenge. that challenge um, you know, I I love people by nature, so I'm always like, okay, so I've got some feedback on this thing. Uh, I'm like such a I'm such a weirdo, but I'll be like, okay, how do you prefer I say this to? You? How do we? How should we have this conversation? Like, I'm a I'm an awkward person. Like how should we have it? How should I like? Which method would you prefer? Would you prefer writing a Google Doc and then you read it? Would you prefer sending an email? Would you prefer a phone call? Would you prefer a voice note? Would you prefer that offer an alternative? Which I always like to do. Like I always ask people how they would prefer to receive the information and then try and meet them where they are so that even if when I give the criticism um they know that my intentions are good okay I I definitely adapt to who I'm speaking to yeah I won't necessarily ask per se I, I guess I can generally sense it 
Um, mm. I'm way harsher with FA, for example, because I know him. So, um, but that's he, the problem with us people sometimes yeah. is when we're so used to others. Not that we lose respect, but like there's not really a boundary anymore. Yeah. And this is the reason why it's easier for long relationships, like friendships and stuff like that, um, to break because we we just like think, yeah, I'll talk to you anyhow. anyhow yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think does not can. like the way I speak to him <laughs> at all. I have Fix not, it. I have not got the Fix time. It. I'm just like, what is this? My voice notes are just, and sometimes I've literally been recording voice notes on the street. Like, I'll be listening, like, what the heck? And I'm recording. I'm like, I can't send that. And I'm like mentally checking myself because I know yeah. I know he's not going to fix it because he's now got a rebellious spirit in yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And he will but I think Pete, willfully. I think with men, like, sometimes they it's more being defensive, yes. you know? And so it's like less about, they could understand what you're saying, but maybe they're rejecting yeah. how you've given it. Yeah, that, that is so real. <laughs> that happens. That yeah. does happen. Um, he was just like, I know what you're saying, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to hear it from you. Has anyone else said it? I might just start yeah. getting people to say it. Just right, Okay, <laughs> like go on YouTube and and search this then and <laughs> i've done that before okay i send send it to like i've literally been like send it to this person then and, and tell me what they say and you know yeah. it's like the anger like crawling for your fingers yeah um, but it's yeah. hilarious nonetheless the, the point is um yeah just like you i'm a massive perfectionist um I'm sometimes <laughs> They're going to listen back to this yeah. like, yeah, these women. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I've uh, I've had, because obviously I have my assistant who does like some of the stuff yeah. for me. And um, I yeah, it is a conversation around like, oh, can we just fix this? And I know actually half the time I'm working. So the reason mm. I have her is because I, I work on the days that she's working for yeah. me. So I'm literally like half the time my emails are like, and I forget to say yeah. like hi how are you <laughs> like, yeah or and, please yeah. yeah and all of those kind them. of common courtesy so it is like a mental like switch it over um if I don't like something generally speaking though um just to avoid conflict because I am non-confrontational mm. which a lot of people may not know about me or maybe they do I'm really non-confrontational like disgustingly so I will avoid it I will just fix it myself <laughs> like yeah. I will just go through and I'll just like I'm just going to change these things because in the grand scheme of things, especially with, with like FA, if I, I can't change anything in audio, I don't know how to do it. Um, but some other stuff like around, oh, this isn't done. I will just go and fix that email or I'll fix that yeah. draft. Um, just because the time it's going to take for me to work up the courage to say something to you in the way that you're going to like to then fix. Better you just see the change and understand this is where I want it to be. <laughs> So, mm. so yeah, I've done I've done that before. But yes, in terms of if you want to do a lot less, you definitely need to be open to giving up control and yes. recognizing that um sometimes the way someone else does it, maybe maybe it's not to your standard, but will the output or the result be the same? Yeah. And that's something I've had to accept is did did that one thing that I really don't like, did it dramatically impact someone's listening experience? Yeah. Or did were there complaints? Was someone like, oh my God, this was horrible to listen to or I didn't understand why you included this one line? Because obviously that I'm going to be That doesn't happen more, yeah, and it rarely happens, but rarely. we think it does because we're crazy. Yeah. We're crazy perfectionists. Yeah. 
And that's why it happened. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, 15 people have listened to this already and I just don't like how... Th- no, it's, it's really not that deep. Um, so yeah, typically it's just about relinquishing that control and yeah. that is an ongoing lesson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That is so real. I'm so glad that we had that in common. Um, (laughs) um, Final thing. Can we increase our rates without increasing our work? Increasing our workload? Uh, How, when and why should we do that? Yes, you can increase your rate without increasing your workload because it's about the amount of value you give to the person you are charging the client, whatever. So um, the way you do this, usually there's a break in the project, but you like, it's very hard to be on a retainer yeah, and then say, like, it's very hard for them to be on a retainer and then say, I'm going to change the price and this happens next month. It's it's very hard to do that. So usually yeah. it's easier when there's a break, like you guys don't work together for like a month and then they come back and actually say, this is the reason why my price has gone up. Um, um, this is the value that I bring. I've realized that these are the results that it has brought you. And across the board, I am I am increasing my rate to X. Yeah. It's easier that way. Um, when you are on a retainer, I mean, a retainer's you an agreed amount for a certain period of time. So that really can't happen yeah. until you're out of contract anyway. Um, and then when you're out of contract, you still again have to have that conversation yeah. about this is the amount of work. This is the amount of people it does. Also talk about the customer service that you offer. Hopefully you do offer customer service that isn't just limited to retail. Um, do always have customer service when you are offering a service to a client um, and highlight that, you know, those things as well. And, and, and that on top of it, what you're going to give them additionally you know, additionally, I'm going to do this extra thing for you and and let it be a thing that they can't like negotiate down and say, well, I don't want that. It has to be something that they can be like, actually, I could do with having that where, you know, may take you may not take as much time as yeah, they probably think like it does. Yeah. One of the ugh, I can't remember who I was watching or listening to that said it, whatever you when you offer when you're adding value or when you're trying to if you're increasing your rates and you're trying to add value um especially when you're wanting to increase your rate and do not necessarily doing less but you're working at the same rate but for higher um they say you should it should be something that is free or easy for you to do like it should come naturally to you but maybe you just didn't have it on your packages list before exactly so you already do that yes Um, i'm the kind of like i guess we're both very similar in that we will do all the extra stuff that we wouldn't even necessarily say. Like when I did, um, I did some like a one day podcast marketing consulting thing. Um, I just did all this extra stuff. Like I researched the influencers that they, they, no one asked me to do that. I just did it. And I included, I included it in that report and it was a very detailed report. Um, and it probably was about a day. I probably did half a day's extra work. Yes. For just to include it in there. But I was like, I didn't say I was going to offer you that in the first place. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And now you've got it. So now you know what it's like. So when I say next time, well, actually roughly this is what it's going to be. Um, the the next report you might get from me or f- the next client gets from me is going to be either slightly, won't include that at all. Or I say, this is what I will be including in it. And yeah. you didn't know that was part of the package because the original package never listed it 
as a value in the first place. There we go. Um, and I always think it's easier to raise your rates when you're going after new people and mm-hmm. using the people that, like you said, on retainers or you already have pre-agreed pricing with. Um, loyal cu- it's, it's always nice to keep old customers loyal. I mean, if you were charging basement prices <laughs> in the first instance, you definitely should ha- just have the hard conversation like, yeah. My cake game has yeah. really stepped up now. So we're going to be talking about some yeah. more pricing. Um, and also I, talk about the market value as well. Like, yeah. like you can say this is the market standard. Like most people charge X amount per day. Um, and you can go and say to them, you can go off and have a look at this as well. And you will find that this is actually what most people charge. Yeah. So... As long as you're not like going crazy with your pricing, yeah. people want like the familiarity. If you had a good relation, if you have a good relationship, um, and everything is working really well, and also it's a business, so te- technically, unless you're dealing with one-on-one people or really small businesses and small clients, in which case that's a whole different conversation. But if you're dealing with businesses, they used to one rates going up like. One- all of their contracts and licenses, they go up year after year, you know, like. I was just going to say that, um, that people that understand business understand when someone increases their rates. They get it. Of course, they want justifications, but most people would understand it. Yeah, so. it's not an uncommon thing at all. It's only when you're dealing with like really small businesses or small business owners, I would find that there's generally a little bit more, I don't want to say ignorance, but ignorance is the only word that comes to me. Um, and it's not to be disrespectful. It's just that you, there's just things that people don't know when they're starting a new business that you, they will miss. They will not understand. And even with a good explanation. So building that into your process. Um, also, if you want to be doing less for more, having a really good onboarding strategy, please understand. And I get this with like even designers. If I work with a new designer, um, I find, and if anyone that hires me as well, I find it really frustrating when people don't understand what they've hired me for. Mm. Um, But that's my bad. I need to do a better job. I need to understand that sometimes someone is hiring someone like me for the very first time. Yeah. uh, Especially if it is a new business. And you need to see yourself as a leader um, and as as an educator as well. Sometimes we forget that our role isn't just to fulfill a service. It's also educating people on what the market is and what that service is as well. Absolutely. Um, so if you want to make sure you're saving time and saving some, saving yourself money as well, um, please make sure that you have like a really good, clear explanation process. Because if, I, for example, when I first hired a designer, now I know how to communicate with a designer. Yeah. I didn't have that process before. I was getting all <laughs> kind of wrong images and I was like, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> but like you learn that. And so... Yeah. It, it's it's on you as the service provider to actually sit down and say, this is what you're going to get from me. This is what I'm going to do. This is how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to do that almost every single, it's probably best practice to you're get into the habit of doing do it, it every single time. time. Yeah, you're not, there's probably, stop. unless someone's been hiring a person like you their whole life or their whole career, you're probably going to have to explain that, especially if you work with smaller businesses. Um, you're going to have to explain the process to them because they will expect entire, especially if they hire a marketer or a social media person, people expect actual miracles. And I'm like, I cannot deliver a thousand people to you in like a day. Like it's not going to happen. <laughs> That's honestly not how it works. <laughs> this is the long game. So yeah, um, you just get a really good onboarding process, especially if you get really clear on communicating that value. Just to go off of that, um, when it comes to the services you offer as well, just make sure that you're a bit strategic with the way you do it. And what I mean by that is, for example, let's say you are offering extra 
um, but you're paying less, you're charging less, sorry. Um, make sure that you be strategic and not mention it, but give it so that when it does come to you increasing your price, if you know that's something you're going to do, um, then you can then bring it up. Yeah. So just plan ahead with the client you have. Don't just think this contract, think the contract after that. What would you like to offer them after that? Um, and always optimize what you do so yeah. they don't just feel like they're paying you and you're, and then you're giving them a service. Always think, okay, I'm not only going to be here to deliver this service, but I'm also here to improve with you. So offer that as well. I guess it's not an action, but it's, I guess it is an action, isn't it? It is. Kind of, but yeah. So thank you, Prisca, so much for having me again. I love, love, love Prisca. Make sure you are following her at Prisca Moyesa on Twitter and Instagram. Her feed is so positive and inspirational and the content is dope. If you want to hire her, visit moyesa.co. Don't forget, Wannabe is going live with Prisca on the, for the very first time on June 2nd. And it won't be any normal live show. So please join us for the Brand Builders Masterclass this Saturday to get your career, your finance and your brand all up to speed. Get tickets at wannabelive.eventbrite.co.uk. This is probably like one of the very few times I'm going to go live, so make sure you're there. If you like how this podcast is made and you think that you can do what I do, then you need to reach out to the Shoutout Network, which has a whole brand new logo, a brand new website, a brand new everything. Check it out at shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. Be sure to follow Wannabe on Twitter and Instagram at Wannabe Podcast. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. Or if you don't have time to write anything, just hit the start and leave a rating. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.